confidants, my confidants. Welcome back to another episode of Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything. It's a learning podcast, okay? We're, we're here to learn. We're able to admit when we don't know something. And that's exactly what this episode is all about. I'm so excited to introduce you to our guest. I've been following this woman for a couple of years now. Uh, I saw her speak at an event down in Venice Beach, which confidants, if you don't know, Venice Beach in California is like the epicenter of wellness and good <laughs> feelings and femininity and macrame and plants. And after I heard uh, this person speak, I just felt like I had one of those mind blowing emojis, you know, where the head's popping off the top and it really changed uh, the way I live. So I'd love to introduce you guys to Candace Birch, this week's guest. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank she, you so much for having me. Absolutely. You are a hormone health educator, which what does that mean? That means that I spend a lot of time explaining what <laughs> hormones do, what the endocrine system is, and how it affects our, you know, how hormones rule our mental, physical, and emotional health. Absolutely. Um, and there's and a lot of, there's a lot of uh, complexity to it. So my job is to make it simple to understand and to link it back to the, the, the sorts of things you're experiencing that could give you a clue that maybe your hormones have mm -hmm. to do with how you're feeling. I put a big bolded note at the top of my interview questions that said, I just want to thank you for completely dedicating your life and career to answering other people's health questions and specifically women's health questions that are often ignored by doctors that are often, uh, uh, oh, it's an oversight that we're not taught about. And it's something that truly I have seen firsthand change people's lives. So that was just like my first overarching comment was to say thank you because you are doing something that I think so many people freaking need and we don't get, we don't get this kind of education anywhere unless you go to school, right? Well, I don't even know that it's that available in school. <laughs> you know, in medical school, it's certainly not available mm -hmm. because there are, there are statistics showing that doctors, third year medical students are not feeling prepared to deal mm -hmm. with women's reproductive issues, not mm -hmm. coming out of school feeling like they can answer all those questions. And, you know, we have a few defaults that, that are always, provided to women when they have those questions, birth control pills and antidepressants and off you go. <laughs> that's me. So, so there's a, I mean, uh, that's changing though. And I've been yeah. in this field for now 20 years and mm -hmm. it, it, well, yeah, getting on to 20 years. I started out as a health educator and then started specializing in hormones. But mm -hmm. um, I think things are improving and the knowledge is improving. It's just that that you know, I take 40 to 50 minutes on the telephone with everybody that tests mm -hmm. with me to go through what the test results mean. And it's not just looking at the numbers and saying, well, what does estrogen do? And what, you know, you got to explain these things. You do. You have to. And no doctor has that time. I mean, no. if you go to a naturopath that is skilled in this, yes. Mm -hmm. Or a functional medicine doctor mm -hmm. who's taking the time to learn these things, mm -hmm. that has started to happen in the last 10 years, thank God. Mm -hmm. And they do spend more time with women. But I have to say the major complaint I always do still hear is, why didn't my doctor tell me this? And I'm really pissed off that, that she didn't or he didn't because I could have made some changes that might have prevented my hysterectomy or, oh. mm, you know, I or maybe imagine. I could have gotten pregnant. Oh. Um, you know, there's just a lot of things, regrets that people have because they didn't get the information that they needed at the time they needed it. And, and you know, you say you, you believe things are changing what do you see? I mean, I know like wellness culture just in general has like totally popped off thanks to like social media, but oh, yeah. what, what do you see on your side with the education? Um, what do you see? Where do you see us going with this? Well, uh, that kind of takes me back a bit, but when I first started um, in this field, like specializing in mm -hmm. hormones, there was a real uphill battle to get um, the message out that there was such a thing as hormone imbalance, <laughs> you know, that there's hormone balance and there's hormone imbalance and right. that, oh, wow, you can actually test for it mm. and find out if you're, if you're several hormones that do so rule 
our lives um, are in or out of balance and what symptoms are associated with that, that was hard to get across because the average thing was waiting until a woman gets into menopause or starts having mm. hot flashes and night sweats and mood swings and goes to her doctor and gets a particular test, which is you know, the, the classic FSH test, testing right. follicle stimulating hormone, and you'd get a number mm-hmm. and then that number would tell you, oh, it's high. That means that your pituitary is signaling your ovaries to make some hormone, but the signal's falling on deaf ears. You're in menopause. Wow. You know, here's some HRT synthetic hormones, which have since been shown to be pretty damn dangerous. Ooh, we'll talk and about that. We'll talk about that, the difference between synthetic and bio. And, you know, or here's an antidepressant, even though women constantly tell me I've been put on an antidepressant, but I'm not depressed. I mean, but anyway, I got into this when I myself went into menopause and Mm -hmm. my own little story is just to sum it up. I was having a hot flash every 20 minutes and a mood swing in between. And I just remember looking at my, my little one at the time, because I started late. I had kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have daughters. I I have two daughters and uh, they were six and nine. Wow. And I was 48 years old. So Mm -hmm. people can figure out how old I am. Mm -hmm. But I was an older mom, which is typical for the baby boomer generation. Mm -hmm. And here I am at 48 with a six-year-old who's looking Mm -hmm. at me with tears in her eyes because she's scared of me. Right. Because I'm having these mood swings and these eruptions of anger and sweating and not being able to sleep at night with my night sweats. And and I just realized, oh my God, you know, I've been a health educator for all these years, teaching people how to eat right and how to prevent disease and, you know, what matters so much. And I can't even cope with my own stuff. So I just realized that I had to find out, you know, it had to be my hormones. I started with a book called um, What Your Doctor May Not Tell You About Premenopause by Dr. John Lee, which is kind mm. of a Bible for women mm-hmm. who are going through it. He also wrote another one, same title, about menopause. And I just mm. remember crying and thinking, oh. oh my God, he's talking to me. Mm. And I went and I found out there was a saliva test, which is the most reliable yes. way. And yes, was- I wanted to bring that up. And that's part of the progress you're asking me about because in those days it was like saliva. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? It's all only always blood. blood. Always, always, always. But saliva, in fact, has been used for decades in science, you know, mm-hmm. to to measure DNA and in the military, et cetera. But it had always been used by scientists, not not in the world of hormone testing as much. So Anyway, I got a test, found out I obviously had hormonal imbalance and started using some natural remedies to bring myself around and then ended up working mm. or calling this huge hormone testing lab or called Dr. Lee actually and said, I'm, wow. a hormone health educa- I'm a health educator. I want to be helping women that are going through what I'm going right. through because I'm bouncing off the walls. You know, it's <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde every right. day. And um, he said, well, you've got a big you know, important hormone testing lab right there in Portland, Oregon. Why don't you call them? So the rest is history. I became their director of education. Wow. And I was there for a good decade plus and left and came back for several more years. So I've seen thousands of Mm -hmm. test results. Mm -hmm. And over Mm -hmm. the years, I've also seen our struggle to educate doctors Mm -hmm. and and our allies in this were pharmacists because mm. compounding pharmacists really understand biochemistry and they understand right. hormones. So they started educating the doctors in their area and we were doing tons of education. And so over mm. the last 10 years, there's a lot more information out there. Right. It's and not just I, us, yeah. every other people glommed on yeah. and then, you know, it's grown and functional medicine has grown. Yeah. And I think I've seen that definitely with like Instagram ads. I mean, somehow they're targeted to me. I feel like they must be listening with fertility. And uh, you mentioned like the difference between doing it naturally versus chemically and definitely want to talk about that. Um, Mm -hmm. I... Uh, I told Candace that we were going to split up this episode into three parts of the body, sort of like three themes, because our listeners asked so many freaking questions that I just had to kind of narrow it down to, to the specifics because uh, I want everyone to be able to get something out of this because I myself actually did Candace's program, her hormone testing, and I did the consultation, the 15-minute consultation, went through the results, took those results to my, um, at the time I had a, um, 
uh, I forget, she's like a nutritionist slash therapist. I I didn't have an eating disorder, but I had uh, disordered eating tendencies, she said. So I took my results to her. I took the results to my gynecologist. I was getting tested for my eggs. Like what you gave to me was just like a foundation of my health, just a solid block of who I am at this time in my life. And I plan on getting tested, I mean, for the rest of my life, if, if anything goes out of whack. But for me, the hormone testing felt like the freaking base level of what everyone should do yeah. for your health. Because then we go and we go to these specialists, we go and get treated, we get the pills, like you mentioned. All that to say, I would love to start these categories and start answering some confidant questions if you're cool with that. Yeah, I'm gonna open a window here, hold on. Let's do it. I'm listening. Okay, great. Um, so let's start with vagina stuff slash genital stuff. The I would say one of the most popular questions I got asked was about PCOS, which I do not have, but I know a lot of women struggle with. And I narrowed it down to kind of this question because there were a lot of specifics, but uh, most people wanted specific requests for advice beyond the usual of like what a doctor would tell you, which is lose weight, eat low glycemic diet or using medication. So what can people do with sort of like natural, what you do in, in, in helping women with PCOS? Well, first of all, PCOS is all too common. It's not, you know, it's not always congenital. It's, it is usually based on um, a history of a poor diet, you know, Mm. and, and I'm afraid that's part of the recommendation. Um, but you see, what's interesting is when we test, uh, we look at levels, they, there are, we look at levels, testosterone and DHEA are what we call androgens. So DHEA is the hormone that is the most abundant in the body okay. and it breaks down to testosterone. All these, other, all these hormones break down to other hormones. Mm-hmm. And so DHEA and testosterone are really important hormones in terms of your stamina, your strength, your um, your metabolic rate, how mm-hmm. efficiently you burn calories, and of course, bone density. There are anabolic hormones that build these things, and of wow. course, your drive, your sex uh, drive, right, right. your competitive drive, even your enthusiasm for life. You know, mm. do you feel sort of meh, or do you yeah. are you excited <laughs> about the things you're usually excited about, and clarity of thinking, all of those things. So testosterone and DHEA are good hormones to have in the right amounts. This is where testing becomes so important. Mm. When they are high, it's usually associated with PCOS. We see that in a test result. And until you get your levels tested, or if you have an ultrasound to look at your Mm -hmm. ovaries to see if there are polycystic ovaries, Mm -hmm. many cysts on the ovaries, you're not, you can't really know that you have PCOS. Mm. Um, but the connection with the poor diet and these elevated androgens is that over time, if you have a lot of sugar and simple carbs in your diet, mm-hmm. you can become insulin resistant. And that term mm-hmm. we know has to do with a chronic elevated insulin level due to the fact that we have a chronic elevated blood glucose level due to the fact that we're maybe eating too many donuts or mm. we're stressed out all the time. or mm. So these, this level of glucose that the adrenals are struggling to regulate means mm-hmm. that they keep signaling the pancreas to bring out some more insulin, do something with this sugar. Right. So this excess sugar gets stored as fat, usually mm-hmm. in the belly, mm-hmm. which is one of the signs of PCOS because mm-hmm. insulin is a fat storage hormone. And here's the kicker. Mm-hmm. Insulin in an elevated state will, especially chronically, will cause the ovaries to overproduce DHEA and Uh testosterone. It's like fertilizer. Right. So (laughs) instead of the ovaries, so here are the ovaries trying to create a balanced amount of estrogen and progesterone, the hormones that regulate your cycle, and grow that one egg in the ovary every cycle. Instead, now we've got this churning out of testosterone mm. that, and DHEA levels that are causing multi-cysts to form. Instead mm. of that one egg, they're causing this, this multiple cyst growth. And with that go the symptoms of PCOS. So we start to have the excesses of too much androgen, mm-hmm. DHEA, testosterone, which is 
you know, maybe increased facial hair or increased mm, body mm-hmm. hair or mm-hmm. increased breakouts. And mm-hmm. of course, the vaginal stuff being the polycystic ovarian syndrome, right. you're going to have irregular periods mm-hmm. or no periods. And mm. down the road, infertility is very affected by this. So, so the key to know is, yes, it is about diet. There are, you know, if you have a history of junk food dieting, a lot of people admit to me that, um, you know, they have eaten that way, or even people who are very plant-based and vegan, Mm -hmm. but don't know how to combine proteins properly, who will say my go-to really is carbs. Mm -hmm. That can be be the problem. So even though it's boring to be told, yeah, you got to watch these things, it really is absolutely important to keep Mm -hmm. insulin levels from spiking. So that gets into, yeah, low glycemic, more fiber, Lots of water, fiber is is really important because you know if you have that chocolate, a bit of chocolate every day, eat it with some almonds or something mm-hmm. that will slow the um, absorption of sugar into the gut. You just don't uh, want these spikes. You don't want these spikes yeah. of insulin that cause the ovaries to be churning out the wrong, you know, too much of the wrong hormone. And also there are some really good supplements that mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. manage the meta- metabolic picture, the blood sugar and insulin. There are things like glutamine. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things like uh, D-chiro inositol, which is a B vitamin. That is too big of a word, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, it's, it, it's a type of B uh, vitamin. There are several, when I see, I don't diagnose PCOS, mm-hmm, although people mm-hmm. will indicate Mm-hmm. If they if they know they have it or they think they have it, but I we do have a symptom checklist. Right. People are checking off, and if I see, you know, weight gain around the waist, acne, skin problems, excess facial hair, lot, hair loss from the top of the scalp, irregular periods, I'm going to be looking. Right. At, let's see what's going on with those androgen levels, the DHEA. Yeah. and I think that's what also is great about your program is that you don't just go like, here's what's wrong with you. You have a plan of what can help and you really dive into specific needs for each person based off of their testing. And I, I had at the end sort of in this like testing section about supplements, but I think there's a lot of controversy around supplements and like people are like, they don't even work, vitamins, they don't even absorb. But I wanted to say that I have done the UCLA program, I flew to UPenn like a month ago for my chronic pain. Uh, I did the Amen Center for Neuroplasticity uh, Testing. All of these major, major hospitals and doctors all prescribed me supplements, mm. not, not like traditional chemical medication. And I was like, what? And I think that there's a lot of controversy about people like buying supplements off Amazon. Is, is it even doing anything? What do you say to those people who are like, I don't know, naysayers of, of vitamins and supplements? Well, you know, it, it, you can take all the supplements in the world, but they're not going to work if your lifestyle is also creating um, imbalances just mm-hmm. because you're not sleeping or because mm-hmm. you have chronic pain or for whatever reason in the, over the last two years of your life, there are unresolved issues that mm-hmm. are causing you know, underperforming adrenals, mm. lowering of progesterone, a lack of ovulation, you know, all of these things that there are many things that cause different, um, you know, maladjustments in the normal scheme of things that exacerbate these mm-hmm. imbalances mm-hmm. and these problems. And you have to think of, you know, herbs and supplements are part of the picture. Mm-hmm. And we have to think of them as sort of food, you know, mm. n- nutrient, creating a nutrient dense environment. So if I'm talking about um, a lack of, uh, if we're talking about irregular periods and um, anxiety and mood mm-hmm. swings and progesterone is low on mm-hmm. the test result, then we're looking at is there something that's disrupting ovulation here? Mm. And how do, what are the things that promote and support ovulation? Well, some of those things are good fats and good proteins. Mm-hmm. Very critically, uh, a couple, two or three B vitamins, which are cofactors, actually helping ovulation to occur. Mm. And these are things that aren't produced naturally in our bodies. So we have right. to figure you know, there are what, nine essential amino acids that we don't make. So we have to get them in the proteins we eat. I, didn't I think know that. sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes we have to realize that there are things we can't make ourselves. Right. And so if we're, 
we have to we have to get them from the nutrients mm -hmm. in our food. So that's what we have to think. I when we're, you know, I try to suggest herbs and vitamins in a very singular, you know, very right. simple fashion, not to overdo it. Some of these things are rubbed into the skin, and I know mm. people are sick of swallowing pills. Oh yeah. And you know, so there there are certain things that are capsules. Some things are tinctures, adaptogenic mm -hmm. tinctures. Mm -hmm. we, you've heard of rhodiola, maca. Yep. Um, Luthero. There are so many great adaptogenic herbs that strengthen us yeah. in our ovulation and thus our hormone balance. And right. those can be swallowed, tinctured in a little bit of water. Some things can be rubbed into the skin. So, mm -hmm. so it's not all about taking, you know, just swallowing supplements. It's that and then making mm -hmm. certain changes in lifestyle that are, that are absolutely yeah. imperative. You do such a good job of dumbing things down for me. Like I can actually follow along with what you're saying. I don't feel like I'm being mm -hmm. talked at by a doctor, which is I think really important in understanding this because I didn't know shit about my body. I felt like it was my enemy. I felt like it was working against me. And in our consultation, when you really broke down each thing and you sent me, you know, read-alongs to follow along with you. And yeah, I think that's crucial in understanding these words like adaptogens and DHEA. And, and if you don't know these things, like you, you're just explaining symptoms to someone. And if you don't know what the, the core of the problem is, um, you know, what, what good is it? But I, I really, that was just a side note. I enjoy the way you talk. Um, okay. Moving <laughs> on. From PCOS, uh, this is a personal question. Uh, how much plan B is too much plan B to take in a lifetime? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, you mean, um, post birth control, uh, post unprotected. Sex yeah. Plan I, B? I got off birth control after we met. Oh, you convinced me. I was like, bye. And oh, I had yeah. been taking it for 12 years every day mm -hmm. and my skin went absolutely crazy as expected. And you know, now, hello, I am glowing, Gorgeous. glowing. Yeah. And, yeah. um, but of course, now that I'm not on any form of birth control, there have been a couple of whoops or whoopsers, and I just am kind of <laughs> eating plan B like it's sweet tarts. And I'm like, mm, that cannot be good. So what uh, does plan B do? And you know, are we, screwing ourselves no pun intended by taking it you know i i don't i don't think that anything that shuts down ovulation or ovarian action or any kind of you know normal cycles is good for the body in mm. any to any extent and you know if you start using plan b as a as an alternative <laughs> to birth control I, I think the same thing is going to be wonky hormone production yep. er, erratic ovulation i mean mm. at your age women and and i have to say a lot of women in their 20s and 30s and i say at your age mm -hmm. this is when you could should be producing normal optimal amounts of hormones you know your mm -hmm. cycles are going to go on mm -hmm. until you're in your early 50s mm -hmm. and um on average and and so you should hopefully be ovulating every mid cycle and producing a certain amount of hormone um estrogen first part progesterone the second and that's where these synthetic um, mm -hmm. shutdowns can wreak havoc over time. And, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, once they do decide they want to get pregnant, all the years that of, you know, yep, taking, suppressing all of that, suppressing <laughs> that can take a while to come to back and to wake those ovaries up. So mm -hmm. I'm not a fan. And, you know, I don't, I don't really want to be a person. I realized at a certain point I had to take a position on birth mm -hmm, control really, and, yeah. and it's a little bit, it, you know, I think it's harsh because let me tell you, I was number one in line in the sixties <laughs> when they came out so that I yeah, could live amazing. What a time. <laughs> oh yeah. Liberation. It was, wasn't great. And you know, we all moved in with our boyfriends in sixties uh, <laughs> doing, you know, going crazy. Oh, I, I remember crying, it's doing nothing but crying all the time oh, and getting fuck. the worst acne. I had yeah. great skin and, and I just got, I'm still dealing with the scars of the mm -hmm. acne from those mm -hmm. days, but that's not why I'm down on it. Mm -hmm. I'm down on it because over what I don't like is that mm -hmm. it is the grab the prescription pad for mm -hmm. acne, for mm -hmm. heavy periods, for mood swings, mm -hmm. for anxiety. What you know, 52% of, of gals that are on birth control are not using it for contraception. Wow, and yeah. that's the big debate, right? Like when they try yeah. to shut down Planned Parenthood, and so, like, I can see why it can be useful for women in their 20s and 30s, uh, yeah, 
but there's no not forever. No, there's no like forever. studies that show what screws us over time by taking all of this. And there's such a myriad of these, and they're you know they really do contain hormones that well they're not. They're synthetic hormones that what they do is they obviously stop ovulation or they they thicken the cervical mucus or they work in different ways that makes it hard to um, either ovulate or to to become pregnant. But either way, the body's own natural rhythms are shut down. And over time, especially with 50% of women using something, a lot of these women that started on birth control for acne are still mm. using it into their late 40s. Oof. They're afraid oh their God. skin's gonna break out. Now, usually yeah. acne is more related to, you know, an imbalance of the androgens and what we were talking about before with PCOS, which mm -hmm. can be reversed by, by rebalancing hormones naturally. Um, and there's a great book called Beyond the Pill that's pretty recent, written by Dr. Jolene Brighton. And she is that a woman? Yes. Dr. Jolene Brighton, and also the book Woman Code by Alyssa Vitti, who had who cured herself of PCOS. By the wow. way, wow. So she's an important person for your PCOS yes. uh, warriors. Go on her website and learn from her because she was the classic case. Couldn't get any help. Had every mm -hmm. symptom in the book. Really bad PCOS. Um, but both of them are really saying, hey, you know, if you can use a family planning app like Natural Cycles, which mm -hmm. is, if used properly, is meant to be 98, 99% mm -hmm. accurate. If mm -hmm. you can learn, you know, this is actually a good time mm -hmm. when we're in quarantine, right. isolating, to get to know your cycles better. Yeah. And understand more about them. Alyssa Vitti's book is great because it talks about the four phases of, of your, your cycle. Mm -hmm. And it talks about what hormones are being made and what, you know, what goes up and what goes down during that time and what your moods and emotions and energy is during right. that time mm -hmm. and what you should be eating during that mm. phase of your cycle. And I think this is a good time to become much more aware. Yeah, of read a to, book. Yeah, read a book. Tune in, <laughs> tune in. And it's online too. Tune in to your cycles and how they work so that you can start you know, you yourself, yeah. if you're using, munching on the plan B's, then find out when you're fertile, you know, get right. to know your cycle, get to know when you ovulate, yeah. know the yeah. days before and after that you're fertile. And, you know, some gals are just really, a lot of gals are getting off the pill and saying, mm -hmm. I just felt too lousy. I had yes. too much weight gain. And yes. then also these symptoms that come after getting off the pill, they right. will resolve, but people panic and say, yep. I'm getting back on it because my skin's exactly. breaking out again. Exactly. I had to go and through a year of detox probably of until I got to a clear skin phase. My cycles were back to normal. My mood swings were back to normal. And yes. every doctor I went to, every dermatologist I went to, we made a BuzzFeed video about it. I'll link it below. I probably went to five dermatologists who all told me, get back on the pill after trying everything, yes. after trying all the yeah. creams, all the pills, all the acne medications. And they said, get back on the pill. And I waited a year and I still, you know, I still get some stuff, but it, I had to wait it out. And so maybe that's something to say for listeners is like, don't freak out because shit's going to happen. I had fibroids pop up. I had like other little things, but I was lucky because that's when I met you and I was able to follow the plan. And I think I was able to uh, suppress a lot of the symptoms of coming off of birth control with, with these supplements. And also that you're, you know, and it isn't just supplements. Again, it's also detoxing, probably mm -hmm. changing your diet. Getting I got off. sober. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. I mean, that's, that's a lot of blood sugar ups and downs when, when alcohol is in the picture mm -hmm. and inflammation, inflammatory Oof. issues. Yeah. And, you know, all of those come into play. I have to talk to people quite a bit about the, the chemicals in our food supply. In pro, you know, in the wow. proteins, if you're eating a lot of paleo or keto protein and you're not eating hormone free, where the label says these animals were not raised with hormones, you know, yeah. the cattle industry just love to shoot their animals up with synthetic yeah. growth hormones that yeah. act like estrogens to make their cattle grow fat faster. Right, Why right. do you think we grow fat faster? We're eating and their in, yeah. medications. <laughs> so there's, you know, beyond supplementation, there are these major ways to change the way you shop, the stuff mm. you put on your skin, the mm. stuff you put on your hair, mm. the stuff you use to clean your house, to, to garden, wow, gardening yeah. products. There's like, apps for that, right? There's like these yeah. clean green, you can... Scan everything and it gives you an alternative, tells you how dangerous it is. There's it's a one great called 
I think there's a better one than this now. Who um, I should mention the name. You should interview her sometime. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I would Lauren, love to. Lauren Briding. Do you know her? She no, but that. please introduce us. <laughs> Detox Me Tuesday. Oh, she, cute. She is such a. She's a beauty. She also is a representative for Beauty Counter Cosmetics. And think about this, the cosmetic industry oh. has not updated the Cosmetic Safety Act since 1938. Oh so God, that's, that's over 80 years. That means we are putting on our skin what we know not. Oh they, my. They do not have to report what's in their product. They, we don't know what's going into our skin, the most absorptive, largest <sighs> organ for absorbing everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's like Beauty Counter's owner is doing their, she's up on Capitol Hill lobbying for another wow. safety. Well, let me ask you that. Because it, it, on Sephora, I saw yesterday that there's an option, like when it's like, what are you looking for? And you can choose between, it says like green or but, whatever the option. Yeah. If, if they're falling under green, are they more regulated? Is it like food or are we just kind of screwed across the board? Well, you know, that's another, that's a vexed question because there are so many, um, you know, like with organic, there are so many labels that say I'm natural, I'm organic. And I'm green. And I'm green. green packaging. So I, I'm not quite sure about Sephora's. I would mm. think their intent, their intent is right. And they're probably right. competing with places like Beauty Counter. But right. The app you were talking about, um, there's something called the Environmental Working Group, ewg.org. Mm -hmm. They are brilliant and they have a program called Skin Deep. Mm. You can go online and see all the products that you would buy, you know, put uh, in a product and then see its toxic level. Right. There's also something called Think Dirty, but it's Lauren. That's that, what I think I'm, I think yeah. that's one that I'm But it, Lauren was telling me there's a better uh, app than that where you're actually Ooh, we love it. shopping. And it's giving mm. choices. Amazon but, needs to buy that company. Yeah. Put it as a tab on their yeah. <sighs> website. Interesting. But, um, but that, I mean, the simple equation is if you see words on the back of a product that you can't pronounce <laughs> that are ridiculously filled with X, Y's, and Z's and right. words like sulfates and parabens and PCBs and hydroquinine, yeah. chlorine, you know, Jesus. get it. Just get Get things that sound natural that don't have more than five ingredients or yeah. I mean, just really fragrances. You know, these are all the things we talk about besides supplementation. It's like, what do you need to avoid? Yes. To yes. Help your body maintain this balance. And I, yeah. I think this COVID-19, interestingly, I, I see, you know, we're talking immune system now. We're talking about wanting to have a strong immune system. Hormonal imbalances deplete our immune system, particularly adrenal imbalances. Yeah, that's I a see, big one. I see a lot of people that are young that aren't producing the right com component or complement of hormones and their adrenals are really low. I mean, yeah. a lot of people think, oh, my cortisol levels are, must be so high. I'm so stressed and anxious. And that's what you would think. Mm -hmm. But over time and anxiety mm -hmm. and stress that doesn't get resolved or that gets exacerbated mm -hmm. by, you know, lots of bad habits, like being on your computer mm -hmm. late at night or whatever it is that interferes with melatonin, um, you know, you can get into a situation where you're, you're just really, really toxic. And and let's, you kind of, let's skip the middle and go to the head because you were talking a little bit about anxiety disorder and uh, I, I, I want to skip to the top of the body, which is the brain, the mood, the face. Uh, can you talk a little bit, you, you dove in a little bit with this, this cortisol conversation. Um, how do hormones play a part with anxiety and depression disorders? Well, that's where I'm seeing... Um... Uh, you know, a lot of, as, as I was saying, many people think they, their cortisol levels, cortisol is the hormone made by the adrenals to monitor blood glucose and insulin, our sleep-wake cycle, and our immune system. And they have a huge job to play. So that cortisol is trying to moderate the amount of blood sugar that comes in all day long to give us energy, to get out of bed in the morning mm -hmm. feeling great, rested, ready for our day, to be able to, you know, they call cortisol the big stress, master stress right. responder, but stress is really responding to anything. If you stubbed your toe, <laughs> if you got to get up early and go to work, if you commute, if somebody looks at you wrong, if you've got a meeting with your boss, if you have financial worries, or 
too many weddings, too much, you know, too many destination <laughs> weddings. There's been a lot canceled. Yeah. I, got a, I had four, four cancellations and two were in Europe. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. You're missing yeah. out on that. Yeah. But I mean, the body in the body's wisdom, it doesn't know the difference between divorce or donuts, as I often say. I mean, donuts, <laughs> that, <laughs> that's an inflammatory diet, right? Divorce, death, moving, all these things are stressful only in so far as they evoke a physiologic response that mm -hmm. says, hey, I'm, you know, I'm working out now. I'm under mm -hmm. stress. I need more hormone. Mm -hmm. I need my adrenals to be pumping out more blood sugar to give me more energy, to burn more calories. To... And so it's this constant demand upon these little adrenal glands that sit on top of the kidneys, these little pyramid glands. And they, you have to think of them as these bellows. They're pumping, pumping, pumping for us all day long. Should be highest in the morning. Mm. Level should be high in the morning. The curve, the diurnal curve, which is saliva is the gold standard for measuring that. That's why we asked you to give us saliva morning, anyway. noon, evening, bedtime, mm -hmm. we're tracking that adrenal curve. And if it's really low in the morning mm -hmm. when it should be high. That's me. I was flat all the way across. Or flat line so that you are pushing through your day. Mm -hmm. Or how about people that are low in the morning and high at night? At night. Night so now we can't get out of bed in the morning, but we want to run a marathon at night. At we're night. tired, but wired. And I All think of these situations yeah. create anxiety because and this messes yes. with the central nervous system. And that's what I want to mention, especially in this part, because we did get a lot of questions about mood disorders tied to hormone, is that we can't sit here, we, I don't study this, you can't sit here and give a overarching a supplement or knowledge of what one thing everyone can take to make that better. Because I would have assumed when I woke up that my cortisol was super high spike. Like I assumed that I woke up with this feeling of dread and like, oh God, not another day. But I didn't realize that I actually start incredibly low. And that was that feeling of my body trying to push through and push through the day. And I was making stress on myself. And so I think it's important to note that as much as you know, we can eat right, sleep right, exercise, give that basic advice, you don't know what your body needs until you test your hormones. And that's why I think doing something like, you know, the package that you, you do with the saliva testing kit and then the consultation is so important because my anxiety disorder is not going to look like the next person's anxiety disorder and the next and the next. And it's really like specializing to you and your needs. And I think that that's really important to know when talking about kind of this overarching like mood conversation. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you know, if certain hormones are down and hormones are like seesaws, mm -hmm. when one is jacked up to high levels, others are made deficient. Mm -hmm. If, you know, most of us who are running on empty, or I mean, those of us who would be running on empty or constantly busy or just overbooked, overcommitted, overworked, you know, over time, the adrenals do work for you and your levels will be higher maybe high stress levels at cortisol levels at night where you can't sleep, mm -hmm. which by the way is um, attached to overeating and hunger and weight gain. Um, but, but also um, just not being able to get back to your, you know, a, a stable mood, Baseline, like being, right. being, you know, feeling like you're in the dumps or feeling jacked up with anxiety. And in the meantime, all these other hormones that are being drained because of the adrenal stress, like estrogen and progesterone, which are made with a regular cycle, can suffer mightily, especially progesterone, because the adrenals need progesterone to mm -hmm. make cortisol. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a lot going on, and you're also one of those people who's over exercising, that's another mm, that's issue. That's a big I one see. you work with, yeah. A lot of women. stress women have is their belly fat, and they hate it, and they want to lose weight, and they're working out. I, well, I work out all the time. Well, actually, those are the ones I often see with the low cortisol mm -hmm. levels because they have whipped themselves. Right. To a point. Those cycling classes. Yeah. Those spinning five oh times. Oh my God. Some, 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 some of it's really bad. And I'm not saying don't do it, but I'm saying, but, hey, yeah. balance it with low intensity. With and if you know what your results look like, you can yeah. get a I schedule would, that makes sense. Yeah. And part of that action plan isn't going to, you know, it's going to be, let's take some adaptogenic herbs, the herbs that actually support adrenal strength. Mm. Um, let's take some of those, but let's also dial back on the exercise. You know, right. that's part of the prescription. It might be instead of spinning five times a week, you're going to spin 
twice a week, do mm -hmm. some weights to increase your testosterone levels, perhaps you if you're low and your libido is low twice a week, but not, you know, overdoing it. And then somewhere in the other days, you're going to have yoga and deep breathing and stretching and brisk walking and all those other That's things. That's what I love about you is that you're that not only like a doctor, but you're like, you're also giving us like our diet. You're also giving our exercise plan. You're like a one-stop shop. When you well, look at a hormone balance. It's called holistic. I mean, there you, you know, it's the old word. It's the <laughs> old word. It's not going to be, no, it's not just about, you know, right. like me at my age, it's all mm -hmm. about Botox. Well, <laughs> ladies, aging is not a Botox deficiency. Amen. You know, I mean, this is ridiculous. I, I'm yeah. not going to be, if my, and as, a, as we're older, a lot of us do need to replenish with natural hormones. And mm -hmm. some of you in your younger age, also need to replenish a bit because you've been down for so long or taxed, you know, just burning the candle right. at both ends for so long that everything is kind of depleted. And I do think, I just noticed everybody's until now, everybody's crazy busy, crazy busy. Like being yeah. crazy busy is a great thing. We it's not a great it. thing. Yeah. No, yeah. it's no, not, need, it's not admirable. Yeah. We are right. running ourselves down into mm -hmm. a tired, always tired, mm -hmm. first we're tired and wired, and then mm -hmm. we're tired all the time. And by right. the way, when you get down to that level, you are, you're not going to have any libido. You're <laughs> not going to have any enthusiasm for this yeah. stuff. You, you are probably not going to be sleeping well or sleeping mm -hmm. too much and still not feeling rested and gaining weight around the belly having sugar cravings and being at risk for illnesses like this coronavirus because your immune system mm -hmm. is not responding in the way it needs to because mm -hmm. everything is just down, you know? Yeah. I wanted to, to go back very quickly to, uh, you reminded me um, when we were talking about uh, where is it? Da, 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 da. I wanted to talk a little bit about the trans folk that listen and what they would need to know about hormone balance. Because as we talked before the podcast started, we think it's a very important subject to talk about. But I think a lot of people, A, are afraid to ask because they're not like specialized in it or it's not a common knowledge. It's not taught in school. But uh, yeah, for trans and non-binary, what do they just need to know about hormone balance in general? Well, you know, if you're, it's just that I'd say in general, women and men share the same hormones, mm -hmm. but in differing amounts. So obviously women have much less testosterone and anabolic androgen hormones, DHEA, testosterone. Um, men have higher levels and women have higher levels of estrogen and progesterone. So that gets switched when you're doing the, when you're do when you're, um, doing the surgery or getting huge injections. I've worried about this with trans people because you are getting huge in injections of huge amounts of hormones. Mm -hmm. And so you don't, you know, these hormones are all, we refer to them in general, as you said, you know, hormones are like a symphony. Right. So they're all playing in sync with each other. They mm -hmm. are absolutely work in synchrony. Sometimes I show a picture of synchronized swimmers, you know, <laughs> one swam off to the other end of the pool and one dove down so. and the yeah. other one starts splashing around. What would happen to that synchrony? We need, we can't have perfect balance, but we mm -hmm. do need things to be mm -hmm. in some state. So I would imagine that trans people are getting tested, mm -hmm. but part of the problem is that with testing in blood, mm -hmm. you don't always see when you're supplementing hormones, you don't see the levels that are moving into the tissue, like the target tissue. Mm. So I think it's important, the target tissues, um, you know, hormones act like a key that opens the lock to a cell. The lock is a, a receptor site. The hormone is the key. Hormone means uh, uh, to put a force in motion. So oh. it's a messenger. It opens a door to the cell and starts flipping all these master switches to mm. our functions. And they need to be in a balance. proper balance. So it's one thing if you're getting the hormones injected in huge amounts, you then need to monitor and you probably should monitor in saliva so that mm -hmm. you know what is the free or bioavailable quotient of that hormone that's being injected. For instance, um, if you have a lot of uh, testosterone injected, it, mm -hmm. ca it can also convert in the body to estrogen. What? Yeah. There's a well, lot that's not a good deal. 
And that's something I think about, do, are people aware of that? Like for instance, women who are, or men, let's say, let's take a man, men who are overweight, who have, mm. let's say, have a lot of surplus body fat. There is an enzyme in body fat, call, in fat cells, called aromatase. And aromatase's job is to turn testosterone into estrogen. Okay. So you've seen men that have moves. Right. Man boobs. Male boobs. They, they right. have, they have, sometimes, you know, they have too much, they have too much estrogen. Mm -hmm. Their testosterone that they're making is being turned oh. into fat cells. Women who are overweight often have higher estrogen levels and lower testosterone levels. Their libido's down, their weight is up. Mm -hmm. So there are all these conversions that are happening in the body with hormones, and especially when they're supplemented, like the brain, the body and its wisdom will say, whoa, that was a big dose of estrogen. We're going to release some sex hormone binding globulin right now, which is a protein to bind some of that up and take it out of circulation because we don't want to have too right, much. Right. Your the body's, body's like fighting against it. Yeah. The body's always trying to balance, balance. These levels. So I, you know, I think it's important for trans people to know that supplementing doesn't mean boom straight on you're directly getting the amount you need it needs to be monitored mm -hmm. it, and it's going to have an effect on adrenal hormone levels because um, those are big hits when you're you're getting um, supplementation that is that strong to actually create a gender change and, right. and I just think it's really important to monitor how are the adrenals dealing with this do you need to supplement a bit of progesterone mm -hmm. men mm -hmm. who are moving into uh, a, a woman's body more preferably are going to need more progesterone. So, and what know. kind of doctor, or is it a doctor or, 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 or a specialist or um, holistic or educator that needs to monitor that? Like if someone is transitioning do, and they need to monitor through saliva, which we'll talk about next, is it their practitioner? Like who do they need to be having as their person <laughs> well you know we, we started out saying a lot of women don't get this information and a lot of women just in general who are in menopause or having issues mm -hmm. and are on birth control and antidepressants aren't getting the information they need uh, from their gp some gps are getting savvy but those people are finding you need to go to someone that has training right. in functional medicine or as an integrative medical doctor um there you go those are the words i was looking for <laughs> If your doctor's not hip to the, you know, all these nuances of, I mean, I would hope they are, but for instance, I know a doctor in Portland, Kath Retzler, who is an ND, a naturopathic doctor who's very savvy and has many trans patients. Mm. So anyone that is good in hormones mm. and tests hormones and saliva and is cognizant of you know, um, the adrenal connection and the thyroid connection to hormones and hormone supplementation would be someone to work with. And you can go to ifm.org, mm. uh, institute of functional medicine.org to find doctors that are, you know, that, that. You know, specialize in that. I you are they, oh, the best. Well, ifm.org are doctors that have been trained, not all of them, but they're, right. you know, they're integrative functional medicine. The goal being, let's find out what's at the root mm -hmm. problem here and mm -hmm. get to the mm -hmm. cause and, mm -hmm. and rebalance naturally. So that's, that's really what, good to know that, that, that you need to do your research too. Um, okay. Moving towards the end. I left this because this was one of the things that like made my mind do the mind blow emoji thing when I first heard you speak is about, oh, just be careful of your microphone. Um, oh, sorry. No worries. Um, is about testing hormones, okay? We already know one of the questions is like, what, how do we get our doctors to take us seriously when we ask to get our hormones tested? And with blood versus saliva. Now, I'm going to try and repeat what you said, but correct me if I'm wrong. When you do a hormone test through blood, right before you put a needle in, if you get really scared, your cortisol spikes because you're like, oh shit, I hate needles. It's about to go on my skin. And then your results are going to be all fucked up because yeah. you're getting shot up with a needle. And then they're going to give you advice based on that result, which is not correct because you were just all excitable and nervous about getting a shot versus saliva. That's about all I can do. <laughs> that was good. But, and that's very true, especially yeah. for people that have anxiety around needles. But there's mm -hmm. also the thing about saliva being non-invasive. Yeah. Mm. So the other side of needles, non-invasive and also being able to collect 
at the appropriate time of day, morning, noon, evening, bedtime to get a real fix on adrenal function. Mm. And what, and also with saliva, you're testing at a certain part of the month if you're still having cycles. So what we're trying to do is get in on natural physiology and mm -hmm. measure these levels in a non-invasive way at the right time of the month and at the right time of the day in the convenience of your own home so that you can, you know, just give us this yeah. saliva, which is also salivary gland is tissue where hormones are constantly coursing through on Ooh. their way to the tissues where they do their job. So Ooh. in the bloodstream, hormones are inactive. They are bound Ooh. by a carrier protein to the oh, red blood cell. Damn, why doesn't anybody tell you that? Because <laughs> so, it, it can be boring. So, so yeah. but there's this fraction, this fraction of that bound hormone that's mm. always becoming unbound because mm hey, I'm at the gym, I'm working out, I need some more testosterone, please release some testosterone into my, into my tissue to give me that hormone that I need. I'm very much simplifying it, but mm -hmm. that hormone then becomes unbound. It escapes mm. from the bloodstream and it's called free, free bioavailable hormone. And that's what can be picked up in saliva. Right. Not as much in blood, not as easily in blood. If you want to measure total hormone levels, that's one thing. If you want to measure free at work, like if I'm an older woman and I'm worried about breast cancer, mm. I don't care how much total estrogen. I want to know how much free bioavailable estrogen is in my tissues. And the oh, saliva mm. test will give you a better idea. Also, it's better when you're using a lot of women are using topical progesterone cream, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, a, a topical, you know, topical creams delivered right through the skin, go straight to the blood tissue, to the, to the cells of the body where hormones do their thing. And you're not going to see that level go up in blood. Right, there are plenty right. of studies that show. So it's wow. the difference between measuring free active levels versus right. total inactive levels. Yes. And I think that's so important to remind people is that if you're going to do this, not through Candice, which I will talk about in a second, then make sure you're going to someone that does it through saliva testing. Cause I, I had no idea either. Okay. But going back to like, let's promote the shit out of you. Because like I said, I think seeing you and having you explain these things to me so personally and so specific to my needs was so eye opening and was, was calming that fear that I think a lot of women have when talking about anything medically, especially something as personal as hormones. Yeah. So if listeners, if our confidants want to get their hormones tested with you, what are some things that uh, you help people with through hormone testing? I know you mentioned about like fertility and anxiety. What are some things maybe people don't know about that seeing you might be very helpful for? Um well, I think it's first thing, it's important to know your symptoms. There are many symptoms of hormonal imbalance. We have a symptom quiz on our website, um, your www.yourhormonebalance.com. Go and take that quiz and it'll tell you whether you are highly likely or unlikely to have an imbalance. But, you know, being aware, remember back in the days of creating a breast cancer awareness, they wanted women to know the seven signs. Well, well with hormone imbalance, don't think that heavy, painful periods where you can't go to work or you have to leave school are normal. Mm -hmm. Don't think that acne every single period or that deep depression or horrible rage where you mm. want to kill your boyfriend or um, weight gain around the belly that you absolutely can't not lose no matter how well you eat or how much you exercise or terrible fatigue, no matter mm. how much you slept or, mm -hmm, you know, you've got to know these symptoms of imbalance. The, the, yep. Some of the big ones for younger women, especially if they've been on the pill for a long time are not having periods, irregular mm -hmm. periods mm -hmm. or heavy, painful periods, as I was saying, or, um, you know, bad skin, hair falling out. There's mm. just vaginal dryness. That's mm. a big one. Low libido, yep. anxiety. And a lot mm -hmm. of people I talk to have uh, heart palpitations mm. and that can be a sign of low estrogen. And so you can, you know, if you've been on the pill for a long time, which is going to lower your estrogen levels, 
you could have vaginal dryness and feel anxious because you're getting heart palpitations and it may be the heart palpitations and not that you're actually anxious. Oh my God, I need to put you, that in my book. It <laughs> makes you feel anxious if you get heart right. palpitations, right? Right, absolutely. Maybe it's, maybe it's because your hormones, your that hormone is quite low in wow. relation to other hormones. So, you know, anything to do with how many young women do I talk to 27, 28 are getting, they're getting engaged, they're getting married and they, they'll say to me, I love my husband, but, or I, I'm in, I'm, you know, I'm crazy about my fiance, but I just never yeah. am in the mood yeah. and yeah. it's devastating. And he thinks it's him and it's not him. And I don't know what to say. You're a therapist too. Well, it is, you know, people, people cry, people that have yeah. tried to lose weight for ages and just absolutely can't. They're doing everything they think is right. And it mm. is so confusing. And there are too many supplements out there mm. and too, too much information. Mm -hmm. So I, I do try to say mm -hmm. to people, know your symptoms. So go to our website, do the symptom checklist. I think the best, the best test we have for getting a fix on things and with budget issues now, everybody's watching their money. I want to give your listeners a hundred dollars. Yes. Oh my gosh. For what we call our jumpstart kit, um, which is testing estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, it also tests the ratio, the mm. balance between estrogen and progesterone, which are your two major female hormones. You know, that balance is hugely important mm -hmm. for your moods and mm -hmm. your memory mm -hmm. and your Ooh, memory. That's a big one. Yeah, that's another big one. Um, and your and weight gain, huge mm -hmm. connection. If you're estrogen dominant and you're gaining, you want to know. Mm -hmm. um, so we test those. Uh, uh, did I say DHEA, testosterone, mm -hmm. and then of course the four adrenals, that cortisol curve. Your morning, yeah. noon, evening, bedtime. We want to know: Are you where you should be in the morning? Do you have mm -hmm. a cortisol awakening response, and you're getting out of bed ready for your day, or nope. are you? Like, <laughs> are you I, telling me? you know, I can't, I can't go to sleep at night right. and I can't wake up in the morning. So all of those things get that, you know, we can look at those levels and, um, we can correlate them with the symptoms that mm -hmm. you, so we're identifying imbalances. We're correlating them with the symptoms that you are experiencing. Mm -hmm. And then we're trying to kind of hone in on what are those things that will help with those symptoms mm -hmm. and that imbalance? What are the specific yep. You know, I could give you 10 things you could try, but we're trying to hone it down to two or three mm -hmm. plus a whole lifestyle guide. And that's a hundred dollars off, off you guys. Using and I know a code, what code did we, we're going to do Kelsey. Kelsey Cause I feel just like Kelsey, just Kelsey, but yeah. it, that I think you brought up a good point of like now in this time of quarantine, there's no better time to really get to know your body. I know people I are so tight with money and coming out of this quarantine. I feel like a lot of people are taking this as sort of like a renew a birth, right? Like, oh, I'm going to eat right and fitness and do all the things and write the novel I never wrote and da, 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 during this time. And I feel yeah. like all right. of that pressure is so unnecessary, but doing the program with you, I would never promote or, or speak with someone that I didn't have a really positive personal experience with. And Again, just knowledge is motherfucking power, ladies, no okay? Fit. Like yeah. knowing your body and just, again, that consultation is so customized to you and, and you were just a wealth and fountain of knowledge. And again, um, wrapping up, I wanted to just say thank you again because your job, I don't know if you like know, get told enough that like <laughs> your whole freaking life is dedicating to fixing the problems that, you know, traditional doctors ignore or overlook and specifically for women and I'm sure women of color and yada 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 praise 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 be but where can people find you if they want to talk to you get tested ask questions I just I, I'm doing this because I can't sit on what I know I learned mm. so much and over the years from so many of the experts that I was lucky enough to work with and there's mm. So much good information and science out there. I got to share it. You know, she's I, a whistleblower. <laughs> I have to. I'm a whistleblower. So you can find me at um, uh, yourhormonebalance.com on the web, where you'll find that symptom checklist, which is free. And just go do that. That'll give you a beginning. Also, we're on Instagram, yep. uh, hashtag yourhormonebalance.com. And uh, the jumpstart is the test kit that I'm suggesting. But mm -hmm. we also have a weight balance kit where you can talk not only to me, but we, we also, you talk to my daughter, Jess, Sukan, yep, who's a nutritional health, yep. 
health coach and she's helped a lot of people lose that hormonal weight with her sexy sugar cleanse. So she and I work together, but whatever, whatever you wanted, whatever kit you want to choose, we're going to hit all the bases because these hormones, they are fundamental. It is amazing to me that we test for diet. You know, we test our insulin. We test all these things, our thyroid, Mm -hmm. thyroid issues are so often, they come afterwards. Let's check for underlying imbalances before we start worrying about, and you use that word base early on, Kelsey, and Mm -hmm. that's smart because that's what you're getting. Get a baseline Mm -hmm. now so that you can take steps while you've got time to concentrate and focus and build some new habits and a Mm -hmm. new normal into your awareness and then go forth when things, you know, we charge off again, being crazy busy. Maybe we'll be a little, maybe (laughs) we'll be a little less crazy. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And like I said, I take this now, I take my information to my other doctors and they're always super impressed and like to look over it and talk about it and stuff. So it's kind of like having a little, you know, a little gift for your doctors too, that can help them. And, you know, your, your, a lot uh, of them are, some of them may throw them in the, in the uh, wastebasket and others no. are intensely interested because remember your right. doctor is working for you. Are you? Oh, if I'm you so want, if that. you want some answers, you, you, you get to have them. And there are plenty yeah. of doctors out there that are doing this now because, Hey, this is information. It's news you can use. There's plenty of studies, mm-hmm. uh, lots of science out there, not enough, but great European studies and, mm-hmm. you know, big, mm-hmm. big pharma kind of runs the show. So we have, it's hard to get funding on the big studies we need, but there are some huge studies that right. have shown and don't forget physiology. What we're talking mm-hmm. about is physiology, okay. mimicking mother nature. Like when we rebalance, we're trying to rebalance in the ways that our bodies recognize and know mm. what to do with, you know, right? Absolutely. So that's, the, that's the game. That's the aim. Yeah. I think that is such a beautiful thing to end on. Candace Burge, you are such a wonderful guest. I, w- I could literally talk to you forever. We answered probably only half the questions and I will tell you confidants. She answers so many questions. Anytime I've emailed her, she emails me back. She's just, she knows it all. So check her out for no, sure. I don't. Yes. I'm learning. I'm learning. Okay. You're all learning. Right. Your, right. This is the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Hormone educator specialist. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And you're um, more than welcome. I'm it sure I'll fun. talk to you on email and, and we'll link up soon. So thank you Super. so much. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.